Hey everyone, Lefko here uh, with episode four of the Afterglow podcast. Uh, the previous three episodes, we've done some uh, childhood memories, but this episode is going to be a little different. This is going to be a young adult memory. Um, we're going to be covering a lot of different games that have uh, left an impact on me. Some maybe from my childhood, some maybe from whenever I became an adult. <laughs> And some may be fairly recent, you just never know. And not all the games are going to be uh, positive, too. There's going to be some negative ones as the episodes go on. But we'll cover those as they come up. And for now, enjoy the music cut before we talk about Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That is an amazing opening soundtrack for this game. Um, it actually kind of fools you a little bit. Uh, for those who have played it before, you start out playing as a Belmont, but then after the uh, small short stage, the rest of the game you play as Alucard. But let's go back to my introduction to this game. So at this point, uh, I've been married a few years, and I am working as a, a head chef in the restaurant. Well, I'm talking to one of the guys across from me. I'm actually the uh, broiler cook. I think I might have been head broiler. I can't remember. But uh, I was talking to someone that worked the line across from me, and we're talking uh, PlayStation games. And he asked if I played Castlevania. I'm like, well, yeah, I really liked the ones on the NES, but I hadn't played any since. He's like, oh, dude, you got to check out the one on the PlayStation. I'm like, I had a PlayStation as a kid, a teenager, but I never even remembered seeing a Castlevania game on there. He's like, oh yeah, it's called Symphony of the Night, and you've got to check it out. It is amazing. All right, cool. So um, I go and I start looking for this game, and I can't find it anywhere. Uh, I can't find it in the used game stores in Washington. Drove all the way out to Evansville, which um, Evansville probably was roughly, let's say, an hour-long drive. Couldn't find it there. Uh, start looking on eBay, and the prices are outrageous, but I do own a PSP, and uh, they were releasing PS1 Classics on the PSP, and eventually Symphony of the Night did come out as a PS1 Classic, but at the time it was not there, but my PSP was hacked, and y'all probably know where I'm going with this. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. Your heart fitted in teeth. Being a pirate is a recipe. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. Yeah, we're uh, gonna get a lot of mileage out of that sound clip. But, uh, um, yeah, the original way I played Castlevania was on a PSP emulator or I'm um, sorry, a PlayStation 1 emulator on the PSP, uh, downloaded it and played through it. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. And I, I went through the game and I thought I'd beaten it. 
So I go back to work and uh, I'm talking to my buddy about it. I like, yeah, I played Castlevania over the weekend. It was really, really good. He's like, oh, yeah, did you uh, get the, you know, this part where it's got the uh, big ball of uh, bodies are dropping down? You're having, like, take out sections of it. And we're like, what are you talking about? So I had beaten the game, but I had not truly beaten the game because I got the bad ending. Um, and I did not get to the part originally where you uh, opened up the inverted castle, which is like an entire second half of the game. So I uh, replayed it and uh, got through the inverted castle. And there is a big difficulty spike at that point. Like, I thought the game was fairly easy, but man, whenever you get to that inverted castle section, there are enemies that can knock you on your rear end in moments. But I really, really enjoyed that game, and um, I went back a couple weeks later to work, and we put us in the same shift again, and finally we could uh, both go into talking about this amazing game. And one of the reasons this game really stuck with me is because um, whenever I was uh, maybe like three years, maybe a few more, maybe closer to five before that, I had gotten a Game Boy Advance. And uh, whenever I had first gotten the Game Boy Advance, someone recommended uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon. And I had gotten that game, and I really enjoyed the exploration factor, and I didn't know that they made other Castlevania games like that. For me, Circle of the Moon, I had played it, and that was the end of it. I didn't know about the two sequels it got on the Game Boy Advance, and I didn't know that the gameplay style came from Symphony of the Night. So that was an amazing discovery I made. So eventually the game uh, came out as a PS1 classic, and I did actually purchase it. So I had my official copy, even though it was digital. Um, then I repurchased it again whenever it came out on the Xbox 360. Because I wanted to play it on the big screen. I was kind of bummed out whenever that happened, though, because uh, to make it fit originally on the 360, they had uh, cut out the uh, cutscenes for the game. The original uh, downloadable games on the Xbox had like a size limit. I can't remember what it was like. It was pretty small though, fifty meg, maybe a hundred meg. But to make it fit, they cut that uh, cutscene, which was kind of a bummer. But you still got the main section of the game, thankfully. But that uh, version on the 360 actually kind of taught me something too, because whenever I was playing the game first in the PSP through emulation, it had like this slowdown whenever you beat a boss and this uh, vol came in that raised your maximum health. But uh, whenever that vial came in, it has this, like, white-blue foggy mist things that all, like, comes together at one point. And the game slowed down really bad every time I did that. And I thought it was, like, uh, a flaw in the emulator, slow down in the emulator. And uh, then it did the same thing in the 360. And apparently that was just part of the game, which is really weird because I always felt that it slowed down way too much. Like, it was really weird. But no, that's uh, how it was made, surprisingly. Or maybe it is slowed down, and it was uh, just the fact that the PS1 itself could not handle that effect, because there is some transparency and whatnot there. But that uh, explanation never made too much sense to me, because one of your transformations in the game is that you can turn into a fog. 
And uh, you don't really see that slowdown whenever your character does it. Now, there is more on the screen whenever this power-up forms after you beat a boss. But, um, again, it's something I would think that the PS1 could handle. But it it's like it can't. It's really bizarre. But, um... Moving on, uh, later on, I kind of sort of got the game again. I had gotten the Castlevania Dracula Chronicles, I believe it was, for the PSP, which was a remake of the TurboGrafx-16 Castlevania game. And a lot of people consider that game a classic, but whenever I went and tried it, it, it was okay. Uh, it felt to me like a standard Castlevania game, like from the NES, like... It was better than Castlevania 1, Castlevania 2, but not as good as Castlevania 3 for me. But it came with an unlockable version of Symphony of the Night on there as well. So um, I unlocked it and got to play it again that way. And uh, finally, I think I got it one more time on my cell phone. They finally released the uh, game on Android. But before they did that, they had a funky spinoff that was on cell phones. It's not around anymore, which is a bummer, because I thought this spinoff was awesome. But they had released a puzzle game based off the Symphony of the Night. And this is so weird, and I know this is kind of going off in spinoff territory. But this puzzle game was only on cell phones. And it was amazing. It was so good. But, um... You can't get it now. It's like been delisted, and it's a shame. It's one of the things that I really get bummed out about when it comes to uh, digital-only games, is that some of these games disappear, and there's no way of really getting them back unless someone has those raw files hidden away somewhere. So it's kind of like a piece of gaming history that, for me, might be gone forever because I don't have a phone now that has a copy of that. But um, I did really enjoy that puzzle game spinoff, and it's something that I feel like if they ever re-release Symphony of a Night again, which, good lord, Konami, you've done the Castlevania collection. Why it wasn't on there to begin with, I'll never know. But um, that game needs to be on there, and the Castlevania Symphony of the Night puzzle game needs to be on there as well. If they make like a complete new re-release of Symphony of the Night... Maybe they can recode it like they did with the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog games to where they uh, gave them widescreen. Give us a widescreen version of Symphony of the Night. And uh, package that puzzle game with it. Throw it for modern day consoles and fans will eat that up. And uh, it, it wouldn't take anything for Konami, Konami to uh, go out and do that. Uh, again, just make it widescreen at this point. I... The people at Sega had no problem doing that with the older Sonic the Hedgehog games. You see that in Sonic Origins and on the uh, phone ports. Uh, I think it was uh, Christian Whitehead who did the ports, so it should be no problem for Konami to go in there. Widescreen Symphony of the Night. Throw in that puzzle game as an add-on bonus. And again, you'd be printing money in my opinion. Uh, surprisingly enough, it's also not on Steam. I, it's really weird that this is really a lot of people consider this the top tier of Castlevania, the best Castlevania game out there. But yet it's not really out there for modern consoles or for PC. Um, I think that it's still on the marketplace on Xbox if you buy the uh, old 360 version, which is crazy to me. 
But uh, this is a game that is screaming right now for a re-release at the minimum, preferably a remaster. And again, I don't want like all new hand-drawn sprites for everything. I want those original sprites. Just give it to us in 16 by 9. Throw in the puzzle game as an extra, and I mean, I'd buy instantly, and I'm sure a lot of you all out there would as well, especially if you've never experienced this game before. Or even, again, if you have experienced the game before, playing it widescreen will give you a whole new way of doing it. But uh, if you're out there listening, Josh, thank you for introducing me to uh, Symphony of the Night, because uh, I did not know it existed before we talked about it. Uh because of that, I uh, discovered all of the uh, rest of the Game Boy Advance games I uh, didn't play. I ended up playing through all three of them. Again, loved the exploration. And then the first one on the DS. Really enjoyed that one as well, which is like a sequel to the last one on the Game Boy Advance. I highly recommend it. But that will be it for this episode. I'm going to leave you all with another music track from Symphony of the Night. And uh, we will see you all next time.